The Money Podcast by best-selling author of Money, Rob Moore, dives into how to make, manage, and master money. How to know more, make more, and give more. How to save, invest, and raise money. The Money Podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money in a job, profession, or passion. For money masters and money disasters. They say money doesn't make you happy. Rob says it does. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. Welcome to the Money Podcast. 20 reasons why I believe you owe it to yourself. It is a debt you owe to yourself and society to be rich. So reason number one is when you increase your net worth, you increase your self-worth. I know that when I was poor, my self-worth was low. I couldn't do a lot of the things that I wanted to do, which helped my self-worth because I couldn't afford it. Therefore, it reduced my self-worth. And then once I got myself out of debt and realized I can do this, my self-worth increased. Uh, and then when I became a millionaire, which was always a dream of mine, at the, by, before the age of 31, I realized I can do this and it increased my self-worth. Now, money isn't the only thing in the world, but it transmutes into other areas of your life. Uh, so your net worth increases your self-worth. Um, the second reason I think you owe it to yourself and others to be rich is that you can help grow their wealth when you grow your wealth. So you're giving the gift of others um, of wealth by being wealthy yourself. A, um, you can pay them more money. You can afford to you know, fund a lot more enterprises and jobs and things like that. B, you teach people what you know about making money that helps them not only make money, but learn how to make money, which is a great gift. Uh, and then C, you inspire people. Now, nothing um, to judge people who are broke. I believe people who are broke are future millionaires with latent wealth. They haven't just converted it yet. But no one's inspired really by a really broke person. Okay, maybe if they do something else amazing, but in isolation, a broke person or a rich person, more people are going to be inspired by someone who's wealthy because it, it emanates success. It shows that you've learned some skills to get there. It's not just about the money. It's the journey that you've been on. All right, then. Three of 20. Stay with me because these are all important. The more you make, the more you can give away. So many people want to give away loads of money, but they're not rich themselves. Charity starts at home. Make loads to give loads away. The more you make, the more you can give away on your terms. And it's your choice to do so. So don't, you know, don't be this hippie who self-negates and you know, lives a world of poverty just through guilt and just because you, know, you don't want to be greedy. The best way to give is to, to make to then give. You can't give what you don't have. All right, number four then. Um, being broke restricts you from serving, solving and creating. I used to be an artist and I used to be skinned. And when I was skinned, I couldn't even afford decent paint. I had to get the cheap paint. I had to get the really cheap boxy canvases. And so my work looked cheaper even though the work was the same. But I remember seeing really successful artists who had beautiful um, you know, equipment. They had great framing uh, they, they used innovative equipment. They were able to innovate their work. Also, they were able to fund their time, to take time to create amazing work, whereas I wasn't able to do that because I was skint all the time. So you can't serve, you can't solve, you can't create, you can't innovate if you are skint. All right, number five then. Um, if you're broke, you consume resources that the wealthy people produce on this planet. So ultimately, if you're poor, then you consume benefits and taxes and, you know, state related, uh, you know, concessions, if you like. Whereas if you're rich, you produce all of those. So you're a producer when you're wealthy and you're more of a consumer when you're, you know, in, in 
Poverty and broke are different, by the way. I've, I've just had someone saying, thanks, I'm tuning in from Africa. Please don't think I'm demeaning poverty across the world. There are so many people that don't even have the chance. They haven't even learned the skills. And that would be disrespectful to say, hey, you know, if you're poor, you're a loser. I would never say that. There's a massive difference between being broke and being poor. Being poor has never had the chance, never had the education. You never had the resources. Being broke is you've had a decent chance. You've got internet, you've got Wi-Fi, you've been educated, but you're just temporarily skint. And that's a big difference. All right, number six, the more wealthy you are, the more legacy you can leave of yourself, of your spirit, schools, libraries, universities, to your children. You don't leave a legacy if you've created nothing. Um, number seven, uh, the more money you make, the more you can give away. I think I've already sort of mentioned that. Um, but, you know, I think that's a great driver. I know so many people who want to help others. And I think it's a great thing. And I admire you for that. So here's step one of going and giving away loads of money to others. Make a load of money yourself. Put the oxygen mask on yourself first. So many people are out there are giving, giving, giving through guilt, you know, or through, um, you know, a need to fix others. Or Often people are giving as a way to procrastinate from doing the high value key result area tasks that they should be doing that will create wealth for themselves. So be careful about the, the, you know, the giving and look at your um, secondary gains and needs being met through giving and the excuses that you're making. Um, you know, ultimately, when to, to, to create wealth, you know, you've got to learn something new. You've got to do something different. You've got to get out of your comfort zone. You're going to have critics, trolls and haters. You know, you're going to be ridiculed. Some people are going to judge you for that. And so a lot of people are pretending that they're OK with being poor or giving away a lot or, you know, or not being money focused when in reality they really want it. Who wants a shitter car? Who wants a smaller house? No one that I know of anyway. Um, OK, number eight, making wealth money is one of your measures of progress. So if you want to measure your progress, like the things you collect and, you know, you know, you track your weight, you track your health. So making money is a score. It's a way of tracking your progress. You make more, you're tracking, you're going forward. You lose a bit, you've got to step up your game because you're going backwards. So many billionaires have said wealth is simply a way of keeping score. And it's good to keep score. It's good to measure your progress. Number nine, when you're wealthy, you can fund innovation. You can fund progress. You can fund improvements in the important areas of your life. Um, whereas you can't do that when you're skint. Uh, number 10 is you can fund your passions. There's a lot of people, hey, I don't want to be money focused. I, want to don't, I don't want to make money. You know, being rich is evil. But I would like to do this and this and this. Uh, and this and this and this are very expensive. Um, so, you know, I want to raise Bobby to be a, a world champion golfer. And um, that's bloody expensive. I know a lot of people say, oh, one of my dreams would be, Rob, if I won the lottery, that I would take my family, all of my family to Necker Island and I'd pay for it all. How much does that cost then? That'll cost you at least 150 grand. And if you're from Peterborough, because they tend to have a lot of kids in Peterborough, that's going to cost you hundreds of thousands of pounds. Can't be skinned doing that, I'm afraid. Got to be wealthy. You owe it to your family to be wealthy if you want, you know, because, you know, like this, it's great to have these external things um, that you want to do to give away. Um, all right, number 11. Um, when you're wealthy, you can start a foundation. You can really st stand for a cause that you believe in. You can obviously uh, fund schools, libraries. You can even reduce poverty itself by being rich. Uh, and look at what Bill and Melinda Gates, uh, their foundation has done. And then Warren Buffett, who made the single biggest donation in history, 31 billion to that foundation. They've virtually eradicated poverty, uh, pol polio across the world. Um, and you know what? Bill Gates wouldn't have been able to do that if he, if he didn't become worth 50, 60, 70 billion dollars. So get rich to give it away. Get rich to start a foundation, of course, fund libraries, schools, all of those kind of things. Um, number 12, being really wealthy will transmute into other areas of your life. I remember I was really, I lacked confidence and I became an introvert when I was both an artist listening to um, radio, I had to cheer myself up uh, and being in debt. 
So I, I didn't want to go out as much. I fe feared being judged. So therefore, I didn't take risks. I, st I got very um, comfortable to the point where I had a lot of fears. I was you know, um, scared of everything. I wouldn't dare ask anyone out on dates. So I was single and lonely. Uh, and, you know, when you create more wealth, it does give you confidence in other areas of your life, which is, you know, which is a great gift. I remember my um, ex-girlfriend, she used to have to pay for me to, um, you know, when we went out on dates and to do things. I remember we went over to Ireland together on a little weekend away and she had to pay for the whole lot. And I cannot tell you how much shame that made me feel. I feel like, I'm, you know, I'm com I cannot even provide for my girlfriend. I can't even afford to go out for dinner, um, you know, and I wanted to be able to do that. Um, and it wasn't just some, a bunch of, about chivalry. I want to be able to pay my way in everything I do. Uh, and whenever I go out for dinner, I always offer to pay. I always want to be the first. And if someone fights me and argues me, I won't take away that gift. But 90% of the time when I go out for dinner with anyone, a big group or, or just a few of us, I pay. And that's a great gift that I feel that I can give because I remember when I couldn't afford my own dinner going out. Um, yeah, all right, cool. Number 13 then. Um, you, are, you will st statistically have a much better chance in your relationship with your husband or wife uh, and your children if you are wealthy. Because statistically, half of marriages end in divorce and statistically, the greatest reason for the, those divorces are money-related problems. So statistically, you are much more likely to have a great relationship with your family, your partner, your husband, your wife and your kids if you are wealthy. Uh, number 14 then, money makes you more of what you already are. So if you make more money, it exaggerates the great traits in you. So whatever great traits you've got now, your ability to sell, to lead, to inspire, you know, to give away, or the missions that you do, the people you help around the world, the skills that you have, the education that you give to people, more money will fuel more of that and exaggerate and grow those traits and, you know, and those, um, those strategies and, you know, what you manifest outwards. So make more money to fuel that. Um, of course, it will exaggerate your bad traits too. So just beware of that. All right, number 15 then. If you ever get stuck, if you're ever in a hole, if you ever had something really bad happen to you and you've got loads of money, you can buy your way out of it. Uh, and that's the cold reality. If, you have a, if, you know, if you're a property investor and you have a load of boilers go, because it seems to happen all the time, they all go at once, um, then you can afford them and you've got no problem. You know, if you get a, a, a lawsuit against you, you can afford to defend yourself. So the reality of having lots of money is you can afford those irregular shocks and the things that blindside you. And it gives, that gives you safety and security. And by the way, when you have safety and security, you don't make volatile, emotional, reactive decisions. So when you're skin, anything looks like a, a become rich opportunity because you're emotional because you haven't got any money and you're looking for anything. And therefore, you're less critical in your decision making. When you have a lot of wealth behind you, you can make good strategic decisions. You can say no to the right things, yes to the right things, um, you know, not make emotionally based decisions. All right, then, number 16, you'll attract other wealthy people into your life when you're wealthy. You'll attract other poor people into your life, skint poor, not poor, poor, when you're poor. So if you want to attract great people, you need to become a great person. And wealth isn't the only measure of a good person, by the way. But being wealthy will attract other wealthy people because we are attracted to people who are like us. OK, then, number 17, the things that you learn becoming rich are more valuable than becoming rich. And you'll hear, hear so many stories of millionaires who made money and then went bust and then they made millions again. Because they always say, you can take away my money, but you can't take away what I learned in the process. Selling, marketing, leading, managing, overcoming problems, the laws of money, you know, how to budget, how to invest, how to save, how to keep costs low, how to drive growth, you know, how to, to, to um, balance hiring people, you know, how to balance all the, the overheads that you have. There's so many lessons you get when you have how to protect your reputation, how to defend your reputation, how, uh, you know, dealing with legal cases and everything else managing a brand, all of these things you learn by getting rich that you don't learn when you're skint. 
um, and they are very valuable. Uh, okay, number 18 then. You can put your kids through great school. You can send them to great boot camps. And the greatest gift you can probably give to your children is what you teach them. And that is funded and exaggerated by being more wealthy. Number 19, you create many more jobs. And number 20, you pay vast amounts of taxes. You, you increase GDP around you the more money you have. You've, you make everyone else more wealthy the more money you have because more money flows through you. You know, the velocity of your money increases. So any excuses you've got, any baggage you're carrying, any upbringing or anything that you're holding on to, any voids that you've got that make you feel like there's something wrong with being wealthy or it makes you not step up and play a bigger game. Or, you know, the fears that uh, at the moment, you know, overcoming and overpowering you that are greater than, you know, the gifts that you have to become wealthy. I would say challenge them, let go of them. Remember, the bigger your why, the easier the how. So these 20 um, huge, bigger reasons to become wealthy hopefully should fuel and exaggerate and um, finance you becoming wealthy. And remember, if anyone ever challenges your desire to be wealthy, if anyone ever makes a judgment on wealth, um, if someone says you can't, it usually means they don't know how. You know, money in and of itself is nothing other than a universal mechanism of exchange. Mechanism of exchange, Sean Connery. Uh, it is a universal mechanism of exchange of value. It is a store of value. It is a unit and measure of account. Um, it is not greed. It is not evil. It is not all of the things that humanity express on money. Money becomes what money is to the individual based on humanity's values and humanity's expression. Money is amoral. It means nothing. It is just a simply a transfer of energy, a, a way of universally and e easily recognising value in, um, in areas which are different and therefore hard to measure against each other. It's a way to hedge an uncertain future by knowing that money you have today will be pretty certain that it's worth the same tomorrow. Um, you know, whereas if you stored, um, you know, perishable goods like they had to do, you know, hundreds of years ago, in a week they could have completely um, eroded, uh, and therefore you're what you, the value stored in them went to zero. Whereas you know it's only a small amount of inflation that will erode the value of money. So just realise what money is and isn't. And remember that people put their own judgments and their own biases and their own fears and their own doubts and their own insecurities into money. And they judge other people with money. So when they judge other people with money, they're greedy, they're evil, they're capitalist, they've screwed other people, all these. They, 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 they probably don't know the person very well. So actually, they're just putting a mirror in front of themselves and disowning all the things that they need to own in their life to become a, a money master. So hopefully you found this um, podcast on money useful. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you're in the Disruptive Entrepreneur community where you know we keep the discussions and debates going, where you get access to me, um, where the tens of thousands of people um, you know, who have finally got themselves off the podcast and into the communities all hang out and interact and engage and debate. So that's Disruptive Entrepreneur Community on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.